Hello, everyone. It's Jamie Jill Wright here at Madlet Musings Podcast, and I'm super happy to have you all join us again for another episode. And today we have with us Megan, and I should have asked you how to pronounce your last name. It's Beesing. Okay. I was like, is it, is it Basing or Beesing? And I'll answer to both. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. But Beesing is the correct pronunciation. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to write that down in my notebook here so that I never mispronounce it again. (laughs) Awesome. So you have a book coming out um, April 25th titled Expired Hope. It's with Sunrise Publishing. And is it correct to say co-authored? With Lisa Phillips, I I guess that's how they're doing it. Um, okay, she was involved, so she was sure. involved. Okay, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about the story, and it looks like it's quite suspenseful. There's if if, if someone's listening on the podcast right now, um, it's got a really good looking hunky dude on the front, and then um, <laughs> a lot of flames. <laughs> yes there's yeah. a lot of flames although I will say it's inspirational fiction so the hunky dude is very clothed it, and yeah, I appreciate yes. that the whole book <laughs> yes we're good <laughs> we're all good there but yeah tell us a little bit about this story and a little bit about yourself okay well this is my first suspense book so I was glad to have Lisa um right there alongside going yep this is okay or nope well, let's let's heat this up so um I am Megan Beesing I live in Southern Indiana with my husband and two kids. I've been married for longer than what I probably look like. And my kids are keeping me busy. My oldest is learning to drive. So that is suspenseful. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning middle school math again to teach my son. So that's um, interesting as well. And um, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. In my book, Natalie and Macon. Um, Natalie is a ex-soldier and a counselor. I wanted to do a story with um, a little bit of middle military themed because my husband actually uh, was in the army. So I was a military oh, wife okay. for a while. Yeah. And so I thought I could handle <clears throat> a little bit of military life. And so Natalie, even though she still wants to be a soldier, she um, got hurt and that couldn't, couldn't stay in. So her goal in life is to help people and to keep them kind of from the pain that she has dealt with in her past. And Macon is coming back home. He is a firefighter and he just got hired as last chance County's chief. And he has a lot to prove. He thinks um, he has a past and he has overcome leukemia as a kid. Mm. And he feels like he's always second place. So he is trying to be first place and trying to get this fire station where it needs to be and that is not happening right away so all right wow so those are some characters that definitely have a lot of story coming into the story right flawed characters because we are all flawed yes yes (laughs) (laughs) are we are we really flawed yes Uh, i'm I'm pretty sure it says so in the bible (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm not going to argue with that one i think you got me there This is great. So I love the fact too, that your um, heroine is um, an army veteran. Um, You did say army, correct? I did. Yes. I I know that's important to get the branch correct. Yes. It won't hurt my feelings, but it will hurt some people's feelings. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Um, Well, and I always naturally instinctively say army because my dad was in the army and my grandpa was in the army. So I'm kind of like an army brat from that standpoint. So it's my first instinct to say Uh army, but I love the fact though that you have a female veteran in the book. 
Um, yes. What made you, um, I know you mentioned your husband was in the military and you were a military mm-hmm. wife, um, but what made you choose the female instead of the hero? I tend on a normal basis not to, my heroines aren't super strong. So I needed her to be strong and yeah. giving her that background was a easy way out, I guess. And sure. um, so that's why I decided to do that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And then fire chief Macon James is um, running the, the firehouse and you said it's not going the way he's wanting it to go. No, it's not or... going as easily as he predicted. All of the okay. other jobs he has had no trouble being in leadership and people are not, we'll say, obeying his authority very much due to something that happens when he pretty much first gets hired. So Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, that can definitely bring up a challenge too, <laughs> especially when you're a leader of a team yes. and you have dissension. That can and definitely cause a problem. Yes. Okay. So the back cover copy, as I'm looking at it over here on my other monitor says when an explosion destroys her car, it seems Natalie is a magnet for trouble. Is she the target of a stalker? So this is some layered characters, but then there's also some suspense going on. So tell us a little bit about this exploding car. Yes. So um, that kind of explodes everything on the page where it Macon realizes he doesn't want Natalie at his fire station. He thinks he can handle it. He's got some background with some um, therapists that was not good in his past history. And so he doesn't want any outsider coming in to help with his people. But when um, that explosion happens, he realizes that she needs his help and that if she's going to be in his life, he wants that to hurry up and get um, fixed and get her out. He also needs to quote unquote, save her. So he is determined to figure out if she's in danger and why. And she's like, I got this. I don't need your help. I'm ex army and I can handle myself. So, um, but that is not exactly how it goes down. So we all need a little help. I was going to say, I love how we always, um, I shouldn't say we always, I always, I know, but a lot of people were always like, yeah, I got this. I totally yeah. got this. We try really everything help. else but God. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So the title is called Expired Hope. So um, how does that title play into the story? So all of this series has expired in the um, title. And so we picked a positive trait this time when we started um, this new group. And I wanted hope because as the characters go into the story, their hope, they don't have it. It's it's like it's gone. They think they can find it in themselves, but they're going to realize that's not where it is. Mm-hmm. And um, they're running out of time, more or less, to figure that out. So okay. that's where I went with expired hope. Okay, awesome. Now with Natalie, as she's coming into the firehouse, she's how far out from the military experience is she? Is she just freshly out of the military or has it been a few years? No, it's only been a couple months because... Um, the thing that catalysts everything um, happens and she gets um, out based by the um, wounds she received. She's okay. still doing with that. And then she um, has had a previous job right bef- in between last James County and getting out of the military that did not go well as well. And so she feels like this is her last hurrah of trying okay. to figure out if she can still be a counselor, if she can still help people and that kind of thing. So it's, it's not been too long. It's been enough time, but she's still suffering from things that happened and she's dealing with that. And, but she's kind of putting it in the background because she has to focus on everybody else besides herself. 
Mm, got it. Okay. So some unresolved, maybe unresolved experiences and such that she hasn't had a chance to work through in her own life. Right. And she doesn't, she doesn't really want to, cause she feels like she has to focus on everybody else. She has to save them. And she puts yeah. herself um, more or less in danger because she's not fixing herself. Fixing herself. So that's a good question. Cause you know, when you think about it spiritually, um, it's, it's typical for us as believers, especially to do the whole put someone before yourself mm-hmm. thing. And I know there's a lot of like the hashtag self-care type of a thing, right. which I have a little bit of a pet peeve with, cause I'm always like, right. I'm not supposed to focus on myself. I'm supposed to focus on Christ and redirect my gaze to what's going to cheer me on and, and be for the glory of him. However, there is that fine line, isn't there? Where there you have to, to focus on yourself to heal from certain things. So how did you approach that? Cause I know that your, your goal in this book is to focus on hope in Christ and hope in the Lord. So how did you, how did you work on that balance? Well, I think if I do it first example, as myself, like as a mom, mm-hmm. if I'm not walking in the Lord and reading my Bible daily and being a good example for my kids, how are they supposed to see that in their own lives mirroring off of me, I cannot help them if I'm not first centered in Christ. So Natalie, um, people have to come alongside her and remind her that um, she is not the center of hope in the universe. So we have to look Mm. outside of ourselves and be like, you are not the one that is fixing people. It's only God that's going to fix them. And if you are not right with him, how are you going to help point those people to the right way. So she has to figure out first, you know, get yourself right with God. And yeah. then, then you can go out in the world and help others. So it's a little bit of that hero complex versus actually yes. serving as God leads, but not right. necessarily as you are trying to fix everything. Right. And then helping people becomes a burden. If you're like, Oh, I have to do all this. Right. I am, nobody else is helping me. And that's the wrong way to do it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So have you ever, um, and, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but have <laughs> you ever, have you ever struggled with that yourself? Like feeling like you see the burdens of other people or you see situations people are going through and you want to carry it so much for them and fix it so much for them that you actually almost overstep God and try and do it yourself. Um, yeah. Well, go back, going back to the mom, um, if you see, when I see my kid, I'm like, oh, they're doing something so wrong. I told them over and over, this is not the right way, but eventually you have to let them fail. If you don't let them fail, then if I go in and keep helping them over and over and over, they're never going to um, go through the discipline of Mm -hmm. their chosen actions. I mean, actions of sin have consequences. And if I Mm -hmm. keep taking those consequences away, um, they'll never grow. So, um, yeah. And then even in my own example, when I'm like, I feel like I'm working so hard and nobody's seeing all of the jobs I do say in church or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm carrying all these positions and I'm like, nobody is seeing me. Nobody is helping me. I'm doing all the work. And then I'm like, Oh, Megan, you are looking at it in the wrong way. You're doing all this work only for God, for nobody else's reason. And if nobody else is helping you, then you know, God's going to give you, um, you either need to stop doing as much or God will provide the right person to come along with you. Or most time it's my own pride that's getting in the way. So yeah, um, pride's a big issue. 
for, I, I assume multiple people. I, me. Yeah. <laughs> I would, no, I I'm right there with you on the pride thing. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't like to admit it, but well, no, that would be prideful <laughs> <laughs> or humble, I guess. <laughs> well, so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, fun. So, so basically you have a character who is, is really a fixer and a saver, yeah. not a savior, but a saver. Right. And, and they have to she, figure out who the savior actually is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an interesting balance too, even in life. I I, I kind of love that. It's like that verse that says, and it always confused me when I was a kid, the verse that says, for when I am weak, you are strong. Right. Never made sense. Cause I'm like, well, um, but then I'm weak. So how is right. that a good thing? Yes. And yet in that weakness is submission to the strength that gives us the ability to go out and fight the battles. I felt that a lot during this actually writing of this book because okay. there are many things. Well, one, the suspense um, was not a natural thing for me because it was new. Mm-hmm. And there are things in the book that I didn't want to write about. They were somewhat family personal. And I'm like, this is going to be really rough. But um, I wanted to handle it well, but I didn't think I had the ability to do it. And so I spent a lot of time praying. And then I realized, hey, I am focusing on my own ability and um, I need help. So this book was a very good example of that. My weakness is actually my writing period. I'm like, I can't spell anything. And my husband always jokes. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You're just a writer. So um, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, if people only knew my limited abilities, they would be like, how is she doing this? So mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, it's not me. So yeah. I, mean, I sit yeah. my butt in the chair and do it, but it's not all me. So Right. No, I totally relate to that. My husband um, saw my son's uh, grammar, English paper or whatever. And it was, a, it was a quiz that he had on English grammar and I helped him study for it. He's in fifth grade and um, he got like a, a 67 on it. <laughs> and my husband's like, how did you get a 67 on this buddy? And he goes, well, mom helped me study. And my husband goes, but your mom's a writer. And I'm like, writers have weaknesses. That's right. English we, is we are not, not perfect. English is not my strength. And he's like, nope. I don't get it. And I'm like, that's why we have editors. Yep. And, and there's the creatives that just yes. spew the story on the page. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So when you were writing Expired Hope, um, did you have like a favorite thing that you researched or a favorite part of the book that was just super fun to write or? Um, I have a favorite character, I was supposed, the the kid in the book. I love kids and they tend to gravitate towards me. So writing them, um, it's always usually fun. They're the easiest dialogue for me to get down, even though this boy, Joey, he he has his own issues in the book, but he was... um, he was my favorite, easiest part to write of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how old is Joey? He is, I believe he turns almost seven. So he's six, I think in the book. In the book. Okay. Yes. All right. It's always fun having the, the little guys. In there. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote one book with a, a seven-year-old boy and they bring a whole different life to a story when you they do. put a child in a book. They bring heart, awesome. uh, a different heart to the book. Yep. Exactly. So people who are going to pick up this book. They can be guaranteed this is faith-based, correct? Correct, yes. And it's going to have some romance in it, but it's going to stay above board. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. There's suspense. There's a little bit of mystery. There's actually humor a little bit. 
um, I tend to like the, uh, I tend to not purposely be funny, but it, it comes in there. I'm like, I'm just going to leave it. So oh, yeah, if you awesome. find it in there, let me know if you like it or not. <laughs> oh. I think most people like a, uh, a little bit of humor in their stories too. So, and I'm assuming this hat, huh? Oh, that's okay. I didn't know how that would go over in suspense, but we're going to see. So I think humor and suspense is always a good thing. Personally, whenever I read humor and suspense, I'm like, Oh, that was kind of nice. Gives me a break from exploding cars and flying (laughs) bullets. (laughs) And so then I can assume too, this will be a happily ever after type of suspense story. I do not like to write anything other than happily ever after. I know there are readers and writers that do that, but for me, it's, I want uh, not real life is sad sometimes. So we're definitely going to get a happily ever after in my book. So awesome. Sounds good. So this comes out April 24th. Fifth again, just for all mm-hmm. the readers to be aware of. It's called Expired Hope. Um, it is presented to the reader by Lisa Phillips, who is a USA Today bestselling author, and Megan Beesing wrote the book with all of her beautiful words and exciting bits of faith that get to be put throughout it, which is such a great thing to add into a story. I love it when they have faith elements like that, that we can actually learn something and apply something to our life from reading. So Megan, how do readers find out more about you and find out more about your books? You can go to meganbeesing.com. I love Instagram is probably my favorite, but I'm also very active on Facebook. And then the book is available through any major book retailer that um, you would like to purchase it through. Awesome. Well, this has been so much fun having you here and meeting you because you and I have never met before. No, and it was nice. This is our first chat. So all the readers get to join us on our first chat together. And hopefully we have many more. Yes, I would love it. <laughs> Thanks so much for being <laughs> with us today. Thank you for having me.